Bad Mob. We've got episode a lot, Q&A number four. I, I, I blanked, obviously, on how many episodes we've done because we've just done just an uber amount of content. Uh, sorry we're a little late on the Q&As. Typically, we try and get them on Sundays. Uh, you know, We're on Begley time sometimes, and that's okay. Begley time makes us a few days late. Uh, we'll try and stay on them a little bit more, but you just never know. You never know with Begley. Uh does Usual. it feel like hot though to you guys? I feel like I just did my quarterback. Honestly, we're we're supposed to be pumping these things out, man. We're, we're just waiting on you. Whoa, time out. Does Goni sound like he's in a blender? Yes. Okay, Goni. <laughs> Oyster blender too. Take you a second, buddy. Take you a second and figure out what's happening. I don't know. I hope oh sure. Lord, sounds like you're in a blender, my guy. Huh. It's like he's calling from an underground bunker. It's awful. We'll let him finagle with that for a second. We got the usual suspects with us. We got Goni. And we got Biggs. Goni's <laughs> just going to stare at his screen and hope his mic gets better. <laughs> Is it Is it hey, man, unplug it and plug it back in. It's like his mic has, has smoked an entire pack of Marlboro Reds before he hopped on. Good Lord, Goni. Oh smoke. Lord, I'm I'm getting I'm getting motion sickness from his laptop moving back and forth. Uh, it, it, it's episode a lot, and we're still having tech difficulties, man. Hey, these things happen. Oh Lord, oh, man, no. figure it out, going. What in the world, dude? We were just on for 15 minutes and no complaints. I can hardly hear him. Like it's so bad. It's, it's awful, and I don't want to splice this out. I want the people to hear what we got to deal with. Off for once, I want people to hear what I deal with off camera. So we're keeping every second of this until you figure this out, Coney. Bro, I don't. I don't know what to tell you, man. Dude, you're gonna blow some tweeters out in the car, Wayne. You can't keep this. He's just staring at me. Hey, if you're w- looking at this on Spotify, Goni's literally staring at me, expecting me to magically pop through the camera and fix his mic. Dude, fix it. I can't yeah, do anything about it. It's your mic. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, man. What do you want from me? To I, fix your mic? I've been, I've been pretty clear on what I want from you. Please. Did he unplug his camera to fix his mic? I'm confused. I say, did, he, did he just power down the whole system? Is it any better? Yes. Yeah, but way better. He just Holy crap. I, you know, I'm baffled by you guys that we've been sitting here waiting on bags. I've literally been talking to you, Wayne, for at least 20 minutes now waiting on bags, and this is the first you've mentioned of that, and I had no, Well, it, it wasn't happening. Obviously, I would have mentioned it before we hit record button. I mean, then I, I don't the, understand. Mad Mob, enjoy that, enjoy that solid two and a half minutes of technical difficulties that I'm 100% keeping in the podcast. This is our editor-in-chief here, not uh, bringing things together for us. Anyways... Obscure, obscure rank from Barstool Sports again today. So we got the ugliness rankings, right? And Kentucky was in the top 10. Kentucky made another top 10 appearance in a not-so-good ranking. But this time, and I got I got scorned from some West Virginia guys for saying that they should be in the top 10 of the ugliness, but they weren't. So West Virginia people listening, I you are not only in the top 10, you are the number one for this one. And this is not me saying it. It is Barstool Sports. This is top, me backing it up, though. I called that. I called it. West Virginia sucks. Top 10 states that shower the least. West Virginia is number one. Kentucky's number two. New York is number three. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I swear to you. Let's go. I swear to you. I swear to you, Mad Bob. West Virginia one. Kentucky number two. New York number three. Hey. That's awesome. Hey, I can tell I, you this. I can, a couple days between showers. I can I tell you this. If I'm working from home. Can confirm. <laughs> Can't confirm as well. But I mean, that being I'm, said, I'm on baby bonding. That that being said, when I'm at work, I shower every day. Uh, we got a bunch of coal miner boys. A bunch of I know West Virginia. They work hard. Uh, we shower after we work, and there's a lot of hardworking people down here. But hey, if we ain't working, <laughs> we ain't showering. <laughs> it's gonna take. If I'm not going to work and I'm at home, it's gonna take a nice. You know, I might have to do some lawn work or something to demand a shower. So at Barstool, I mean, I, you kind of hit the nail on the head. If I'm at work, I'm showering every single day. If I'm not at work, 
you, you might as well move Kentucky to number. I'll, I'll move the needle myself up to number one. Don't move to New York. I'm I'm a former New Yorker, and it's just it's just way too expensive and way more strict than a West Virginia or a Kentucky. So and you're not stinky. missing out on anything. And they're stinky as well. Yeah, um, they're stinky as well. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Q and A number four. We're getting down and dirty with these things. I love them. Um, I'm going to pass it. Well, do we have more Facebook questions this week or do we have more Reddit questions or do we have any Reddit? Do we have any Facebook? Yeah, we're locked and loaded on the Facebook. How about uh Reddit bags? We, we have Reddit ones, but I, we may have to make them a second episode. Johnny's pretty, pretty loaded. Well, we could just ping pong back and forth a little bit for a minute. If that's what you want to do. We'll, we'll drop. Oh, I'm wild boys. We'll drop two Q and A's this week. If we need to, I mean, it might take a few days to get Begley back on the horn. Yeah, seven-day uh, lead time. Yeah, but, I mean, if we can get Begley back on the horn, you know, in a day or two, you know, I'll drop I'll drop as many Q&As as possible. We'll, we'll pump those out the door uh, as much as we can. Um, Goni, do you want to lead off with some Facebook jammies? Sure. Let's set it off with a question from LaVon Car- Carradine. Oh, man, he's already screwing know, up the pronunciation of the name. Lord, uh, you should have found a John Smith to start dude, off with. He should have oh, kept LeVon his mic. LaVon Carradine. Blame it on that. <sighs> This is a 12-team Superflex that he's debating. He got offered Jamar Chase and Jalen Hurts for Josh Allen. This is a 12-team Superflex. Snap call. Oh. Six-point touchdown. Oh, yeah, snap call, snap call, 100%. Snap call. Jamar Chase, he's he's a young stud. Jalen Hurts, you all, it's a it's a dynasty Superflex, so obviously quarterbacks are worth more. Josh Allen's going to be number one, but – Take out your worst wide receiver and throw in Jamar Chase, and you're looking at at least a 12-ish point differential per week. Jalen Hurts is not going to be far from Josh Allen with his legs. The only iffy side of Jalen Hurts is you don't know where he's going to be next year or what he's going to be next year, whether it's a starting quarterback for Philadelphia again or a bench warmer for somebody else. But I will say, in my opinion, Jalen Hurts is going to be a stud this year. So whatever you're getting going from your worst starting receiver to Jamar Chase will net you more points than what you're losing going from Josh Allen to Jalen Hurts this year, in my opinion. His lineup, he's actually got his starting lineup thrown in here. Beautiful. Hey, way to come prepared. It would be. Thank uh, you. Right now, it's Josh Allen, King Henry, Leonard Fournette, Debo, Tyreek, Darren Waller, Austin Eckler in the flex, Mike Evans in the flex, and Patrick Mahomes in the super flex. That's a, that's a call for me. Like I, I'm I'm with you on that, Wayne. I'm I'm taking the trade, especially if you have. I mean, Jalen Hurts will more than likely be your super flex quarterback, and Mahomes will go to your QB spot. But give me that. And you're and you're putting hey, Jamar hey, Chase. This in. means in That's a twelve-team superflex, and his team's loaded. Loaded. How how did he manage that squad? Probably just years of uh, good trades. Good good on work. you, man. Good on you, man. That's a that's a squad. Yeah, that's I'd, I'd snap call that, especially with the team you're working with. You you make a great team even better somehow. Begs, you got anything to add on it? Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I I snap call. I think Jalen Hurts is high enough character that he'll he'll stick around somewhere in the league, even if it's not with Philly in a few years. Expert analysis. Cool. All right, moving on to the next yeah, question. Yeah, got it. All right, set it off. Lord, hey, hey, man, we got bags on the horn, and we're getting we're only getting fifty percent bags for some reason. You all right, man? Must you be good? sleepy. We've I'm done good. four a.m. shows. It's it's ten oh six right now, and the man is is sleepy already. Let's go, man. Let's do it. Next one. Oh, coming. All right. I thought we were ping-ponging I, He back literally and forth. said you're ping-ponging back and forth, and uh, we're just waiting on the no right question. Yeah. He's oh. unprepared. He's unprepared. Yeah, no yeah. Go with the Facebook question next. Unprepared. Fair enough. We have a return uh, questionnaire. Ronnie Pompeo, Superflex 12 team. He wants to know if you're holding Jimmy G and waiting for a trade – or would you drop him to pick up Mitch Trubisky? It's a bench depth question. None of these guys will be starters for him. Which one would you rather have? Uh, take the starter. Uh, Jimmy G is not going to start for the 49ers. Uh, they're very <laughs> slow moving him. Best case scenario, Jimmy G goes to 
I don't know. Where? where Carolina? The, where the, Carolina. Well, Carolina's kind of wanted to see what Sam Darnold does with CMC, I think. But I don't. maybe the Browns. I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to be playing any snaps for them this year, personally. I mean, That's only if Baker absolutely decides to... Baker's petty, uh, dude. Baker's petty. And, yeah. And I and, and I fully stand behind his pettiness. I mean, they did that man dirty. So yeah. when I say he's petty, I, I'd be petty too. Um, I I think Jimmy G's best location he can go to is Cleveland, and that's a big that's a big maybe. Um, I, give me the give me the day one starter with Mitch Trubisky, and I'm I'm a Mitch Trubisky hater. I just give me the guy that's going to be on the field. That's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, I'd probably, in my situation, I think that I would actually hold Jimmy. I'd rather hold Jimmy than pick up Trubisky. I just don't know with the whole picket selection that they took if he sees the field this year. I know right now it's looking like you know Trubisky is probably going to be the starter, but you never know. I mean, he might get hurt. He might come in and be terrible. They you know lose five or six of their first, you know, eight, nine games or so, they might be looking to turn it over to um, Kenny Pickett. So uh, I think Jimmy's going to be a starter where wherever he goes next. It's probably not going to be pretty, though. So really, uh, it flip a coin, really, honestly. Whoever you like more in your heart, Ronnie, uh, just go with that guy, and you're probably going to get the same production. Ronnie, I'll give you a clear cut. I'm taking Mitch. We know for a fact Jimmy G is not starting as of right now, and we know for a fact that Mitch Trubisky is starting right now. Goni's right, things change, but as of this point in time, one of them is going to be on the field for the first snap of the season, and one of them is not. Take that one. Take the one that's going to be on the field, in my opinion. I like Jimmy G. Uh, to me, I – Trubisky, he's going to lose the job to Kenny Pickett. I mean, I mean, unless he comes in and is an absolute stud this year, which he probably won't be. Uh, odds are, Jimmy is is a, is a guy who will probably get you know a small contract, two to three year contract, play somewhere, uh, to kind of be a bridge QB down the future. Trubisky's already been relegated to backup once. I like Jimmy G. He's been there, he's done it. Went to the NFC Championship game last year. Off the backs of a great defense, though. So, no doubt about it, no doubt about it. But, but, but there's a there's a talent in not screwing it up. That's a that's talent. true. That's true. You got the next one, or you want me to keep it rolling? I got the next one. Uh, Dynasty punter says he's got a 12 team PPR. Um, he's thinking about offering up a 2022 first round pick. It's the number three pick, the 1.03, and a 2023 one likely top half to get C.D. Lamb. So two ones for C.D. Lamb and two high ones for C.D. Lamb. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. This man is obviously in a rebuild, right? We can assume that from his number three pick, and he's already saying it's likely going to be a high pick next year. Um, the With the number three pick um, in the uh, draft this year, you have your choice of any receiver. We're going to assume it's Drake London. Is that fair? It's fair. Drake London is in a very good position to be successful. He's on a crap offense. I get it, but he is he's the guy to throw to um, in Atlanta. And I think that Drake London's um, output this year is just uh, – it's definitely lower than CD Lamps for sure, but you're rebuilding, and for the one trillionth time, I love the 2023 class. Whoever you got, whoever you can get out of the 2023 paired with Drake London, I'm all about point totals. Whoever you're getting out of the 2023 in the first half plus Drake London is going to outweigh what CD Lamp can give you this year. And you're not, you're not, he's not in win now mode, so you're okay tanking another year to get a piece of that 2023 higher than just half, in my opinion. Goni, what do you think? I mean, really, I I don't think I could have said it better myself. Uh, like he said, this is completely different if you are a contender or you're on the cusp. Like he said, though, if you're 
picking at the 103 and you're projecting yourself to be in the top half of next year, you need all the pieces you can get, man. Go ahead and take your, like he said, take your receiver, maybe Walker or Faulty or something like that. Um, that'd be nice. But yeah, yeah, that'd take, be nice. yeah. Take take your guy, take whoever you believe in, you know, wide receiver wise, out of the guys that are going to be there, and then go ahead and you're going to want to keep your your one zero well, top half pick next year as well. You you just need to add pieces. This is a rebuild. It usually takes uh, a year or two at least. Maybe you hit some hit on some good, you know, free agent acquisitions, make a couple good trades, and you're back in the swing of things. But CD Lamb's not going to get you there right away. Yep. Yeah, Dynasty Punter. Try to get I mean, if you can get C D plus, you know, maybe a, a back end first round pick this year. But I agree. You just you need to start start piling pieces. Maybe maybe get like a I, I would do it for maybe like the one oh three and like a twenty twenty three second round pick. Because, I mean if your second round's gonna be like a one oh three, one oh four, um that still has a decent value um for uh in next year's class. But I definitely wouldn't do top half 2022 and 2023 picks for him yeah i, I think it's a uh, in a vacuum of pretty fair trade just not for i don't it's ideal for it, yeah you're exactly right i he's obviously in a rebuild so yeah we're well we're making that assumption it's just a safe assumption but yeah you're right it, it's not a it's not an unfair trade it's just for his situation i i think he just needs to hold agreed boys anthony hartman says what's up nerds how many seasons? How many seasons in until you give up on your hopeful breakouts? Two. So, how many years do you believe in a guy to break out before you just throw in the towel on him? Well, let me ask you this question: Has CD Lamb broke out yet? Do you guys think? Yeah, he's been a WR two. He he's returned value. He's returned. He's returned value. He hasn't had the massive breakout like you expect out of him and what you're hoping for, but. I mean, he said, "What's up?" He said, "What's up, nerds?" <laughs> so okay, so then a, a better breakout candidate would be who? Gabe Davis. It's it's not necessarily everyone has their own guys they believe in. Like but like me, I'm saying Mike Gabe Davis. You know what I mean? What's that? But you didn't you didn't use a high draft pick on Gabe Davis. Right. No, you're right, but even think about it from even like a redraft per- perspective. Okay. Uh, you know, you have guys going in that you want to target that might be later on that you are expecting the breakout on, and they let you down. They let you down. Let's, For me, it's two. It's two, just like Wayne on that. Let's look at this from a different perspective. We're looking at players that have that were waiting to break out this year. What uh, he's probably obviously sitting on somebody that. Um, he has high draft capital in or have traded um, some good pieces away to get with fingers crossed. Yes. Who, what type of player are you selling right now? Like, are you done with, like he, he had um, a lot of spice behind him, but it's just time to move on from him. He's just not going to be that dude for you. Move on from him type of character. I'm, I'm thinking like a Jace Claypool. Chase Claypool, that's a perfect – that is literally a perfect example. Um, yeah. He's not going to be that dude. Uh, Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster is another one for me. I know you have renewed confidence in him I this don't. year. Well, not you, not you. I say you as a generality, but, like, uh, a lot of people like Juju again and have the renewed confidence because he's playing with Patrick Mahomes or whatever, and uh, not I, sir, not I. I'm I'm kind of that way with with Miles Sanders. I, I'm selling him heavy this year, but a lot of people have him ranked higher. Just... Yeah, I I think I think to answer the question, you know, Jerry Judy's another one, right? He's he's coming into that window. People are going to start losing patience if if the advanced metrics are there and their situation causes them to not be effective, but the player is still good. Like in Judy's case, right? He's he's notorious for. His man-to-man separation, I, I, he gets open. He just hasn't anybody given the ball. Claypool's a different story, man. Like Claypool's a guy I'm trying to get, trying to sell right now, right? I mean, he had a good situation, yeah. and he just couldn't produce. He has no metrics to back it up, right? Yeah, you're exactly right. Like two years, if their situation is the same, if the situation changes for the better on year three, I, I'd hold. If if it like like Begley said, it's a great example. 
Jerry Judy's his situation changed, and it wasn't a small change at all. He's going from a poop turds quarterback to a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's a huge change. Um, yes. Chase Claypool, he you got to think he's either staying roughly the same or his yeah. situation's getting worse. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but Ben Roethlisberger at the latter half of his career, um, he's closer to the poop turd side of things than Hall of Fame. Um, so I don't think that situation at the quarterback changes enough to make Chase Claypool um, any better, worse if anything, in my opinion. But yeah, you're even, you're right. With even that. so, though, uh, Claypool, his archetype, man, at least the, the kind of player he's been since he's come into the league has been boom or bust, more more bust than than boom, honestly. And it's crazy because he's a huge target. I think he's like six four. He's over two hundred pounds. He has the great build to be one of these dominant possession receivers he's got speed but i mean roethlisberger just wanted to throw to deontay johnson deontay johnson has been great for the last few years with big ben there and claypool is he'll give you a couple good games and then he'll kind of just fade away and everyone kind of gives him a pass because he's young but i don't know man i I don't love him i don't love him so it's mine uh yeah Uh, guess guess chase claypool's weight Two oh eight. I'm gonna say he's two twenty four. Two thirty eight. Man, yeah, that's a big boy. Uh, but uh, that being said, like it, with the whole you know time management celebration last year, he's he's got a little. Eh, it's it, looking so good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a fan has. Do we answer that sufficiently? We said what two to three years if if the situation and the metrics are there. Otherwise, two years if his situation has not changed, give him one more year if there's situation if there's a significant change to the situation that can benefit them. And that's that's where I'm at. John, you, do you agree? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. on board with that. Mike Williams is like he's the you know outlier, right? Like he's the guy that played with Philip Rivers opposite Keenan, took him five years to get there. You know, I mean he's. You know, he, he rewarded patience, but I don't think most players are, are, are like Mike. He got dinged up a whole lot over that time. He missed a bunch, well, not a bunch, but like games every year here and there. And I don't know, man, he just couldn't really stay healthy too much. So, yeah, he, he's kind of what what could have happened to Devonta Parker, but but didn't. Parker went the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. A fan has no name. Uh, has Game of Thrones, I see. Great name. He yeah, uh, he has an interesting question. Um, he says it's a twelve-team, one quarterback, half-point PPR, and he received a trade where he's giving up Madison and Cook, so the Vikings backfield to get Lockett, a twenty twenty-four mid to late first, and a twenty twenty-five first. Nope. So, uh, you know, I guess the question is, the implied question is, do you think Minnesota's out of juice or do these guys have a lot of utility? Uh, now, here's my thing. Tyler Lockett, go ahead and just stick a fork in that man. He's feast or famine as it is. He lost <laughs> Russell Wilson. He's second fiddle. He's getting old. Uh, he's not worth it. And then you're just you're going to get a bunch of dart throws in late, late drafts. Uh, it's not worth it. You know what you're getting in Dalvin Cook, a, right. a top tier RB one, not just an RB one, a top tier RB one, who's under contract for another two three years. Then you've got Madison, who's if if he doesn't take over after Dalvin Cook, who's and he's going to be a workhorse, he's going to go somewhere else and be a successful workhorse. So you're giving up essentially long term. I'm going to call out. Uh, in my opinion, I think uh, Madison is an RB one when he moves on or. Um, Dalvin Cook moves on one of the two. You're giving up an RB one now and an RB one later for a guy that's probably not even going to be a WR two this year and some dart throws. I'm I'm passing on that one. Goni, I'd consider it. Um, I wouldn't want Lockett. This is this is strictly based off of if your team is not a contender. And you want to try and make the youth movement. Like I always say, if you're not in the top four teams and you want to consider getting younger, 
you're not just, you know, a move or two away from getting yourself a championship or so. I'd consider the two first round picks, but I would also want a younger piece than Lockett with with more upside. Like like Wayne said, that's you can stick that in the trash. He's as a Lockett owner, as we've been for the last couple of years, he's given us some great games and he's given us some turds. Looking forward to a whole lot more turds this year sitting on the bench for us. And I would want a younger piece, but I, I would definitely consider the two first round picks if I'm moving towards a rebuild. Yeah. So that's I, that's I, what I'd do. I agree. I'd do it, but I would even take Claypool over Lockett, right? I mean, there's a host of players I would take over Lockett here. Yeah. He's at least got the years on his side to try and be better. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So John Mark Malden asks, how many more RB1 years will Mixon have? He's 26, but he's also signed through 2024 with a great offense. Would you rather have Joe Mixon or Brees Hall in a late 2023rd, or I'm sorry, 2023 second? I think he's trying to justify hanging on to Joe Mixon. He wants to know how productive he's going to be over these next couple of years as he's signed for the next three seasons i'm I'm, Uh, so i'm thinking we're all gonna agree here begs do you want to go ahead and hit it first yeah okay so i guess i'll take the first one how many more rb1 seasons does mixon have i'm gonna say i think he's got the potential to have two i i I feel like i could guarantee one uh three would be uh best case scenario for me um I mean, I, you guys know, like I, I'm not super high on Brees Hall. Uh, he's he got drafted to be in a committee. I'm not sure he's going to quite get the third down work. I, I, I like Joe Mixon personally, um, but I can I can see the other side of it too. Um, I like Joe. For, I like Joe for two years. Um, I I I think Joe, we can lock in two years of RB one status barring injury. Um, I think there's a decent possibility that he could do it for three years i hate when people throw in late picks not in the first round because they don't they very rarely come up to be anything so those are literal the in my opinion when people start throwing second third fourth round flyers at you they're just trying to they're trying to quantity you into making the trade so for me, this is a Brees Hall for Joe Mixon straight up trade. You cannot make that. You know Joe Mixon's going to be an RB1 this year. You, there's a very good possibility Joe Mixon's an RB1 next year. Brees Hall is not going to be an RB1, probably not an RB2 this year. He's he's. I think he's got the talent, but uh, like Begley said, he's in an RBBC, and he's on the New York Jets. So I'm, I, I, hold on, Joe Mixon. And tell that dude to take his second, late second rounder and put it where the sun don't shine. I I think with Joe going and I'll, I'll let you wrap up here, but I, I think Joe Mixon's a lock for eleven hundred yards, eight tutties, and fifty targets in the passing game. I mean, that's to me that's enough insulation to keep him in the RB one conversation. What do you think? Yeah, I'm in there with you, boys. I think I think two is a, two seasons is a safe bet for him to continue to be productive as an rb1 and i mean the offense is clicking the man gets a ton of opportunities i I like it i I would keep i'd hang on to Mixon as well and i would just ride him until you can't ride him anymore yeah agree um i'm I'm gonna have two two reddit questions here um i think one's a quick hitter and one's an interesting one k buns 311 huge patriots fan says 12-team, one quarterback, PPR. He's giving up Mike Evans. He's getting Gabe Davis in a mid-23 second. Gone, I got to let you take it. One more time? Giving up (laughs) Mike Evans, getting Gabe Davis in a mid-23 second. Getting Gabe Davis in a mid-23 second. Giving up Mike For Mike Evans, Evans, man. Mike Evans for Gabe Davis in a mid-2023 second. Is this thing working? Lord have mercy. Mike Mike Evans, Gabe Davis, mid-2023 second. uh, What's what's the composition of his team? We don't know. We're in a vacuum, man. It's a 12-team PPR. 
he he really hates the fact that he's going to say Mike Evans right now. This is <sighs> this is what's happening. Yeah, I mean, he, I guess you got to take. I don't like it. I don't love it at all. <laughs> I really don't, man. I, like Mike Evans is, for me is one of those guys that I hate. I hate him in fantasy just because he's oh. uh, his games are all kinds of wonky. His hamstrings are similar to that of Julio Jones's as he gets older and he just, he scares me, but he's so productive and he's so consistent. There might not have there. There's no receivers in the game as consistent as Mike Evans. I mean, the, like, you know, the top two or three that kill it every week, the Devonte Adamses and those, uh, but man, I guess Mike Evans, I'll, I'll ride it out for this year and yes. reap, reap my thousand yards and my 10 tutties. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why you're doing that, Goni? Because Tom Brady, that's the only reason. No, no, here's why. Because when that dude tried to throw in a mid to late 2023 <laughs> second rounder, that's crap. He asked, He's asking you for Mike Evans for Gabe Davis. That is not a good trade. Gabe Davis is a... We're gonna put him around thirty ish, and where we have him ranks, and that's generous. Me and me He's and Goni, proven. me and Goni buoyed him. We had him around thirty. Me and Goni have him just outside WR two, but we all had Mike Evans in WR one. We all believe he's so essentially he's saying, "Hey, can I get your tenth ranked receiver for my thirtieth ranked receiver?" Oh, and by the way, I'll throw this. Uh, I'll throw this flyer in for you that you can just cross your fingers and hope it's something good. No, if it's not a first round pick. They're not. They're giving you a dart throw. Keep Mike Evans. Yeah, dude. Mike Evans did it with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He did it with Jameis, and he's and he did it with Tom Brady. Man, like, I, I he's almost quarterback proof. Go, Mike Evans. It's not even close. Gabe Davis hasn't done it yet. We just you haven't seen it. No. Man. Yeah, no. I he he's not proven. He he's not proven at all. Mike Evans is all the way proven, and that's just what it is. Keep Mike Evans. God. Straight up, and this Goni. is coming from the guy who drives the bandwagon. Goni's so hurt right now. Nah, no, dude, that's it's it's the smart thing to do. It's it's not enticing enough. If you threw if you made it a first rounder, I'd probably think about it a little more. But Mike Evans is the right play there. All right, uh, here's the here's the second one. Uh, this one to me was it was an easy one, but um, I want to hear what you had to say. Minshew Mania Boat says PPR. <laughs> would you trade James Cook? Uh, who just got drafted by Buffalo for Tony Pollard? If I'm a contender with Zeke, so are you trading James Cook from Buffalo for Pollard as the handcuff to Zeke on a contending team? Uh, you want you like James Cook? I'll let you. I'll let you take it, Goni. No, I'm I'm not. I'm hanging on to James Cook. Yeah, I don't need Pollard. Pollard's not enticing to me. Zeke. Doesn't get hurt. The man tore his PCL last year, and he still still played. You're gonna get some spell work out of out of Pollard. Uh, a few carries a game here and there. Sure, he's explosive, and people are gonna talk him up and this and that, and just daydream about what he could be if he has the workhorse role. It's never gonna happen. They're gonna ride Zeke out forever. He doesn't even get the goal line work. Tony Pollard doesn't get the goal line work. He's gonna get a couple catches out of the backfield. James Cook at least has a chance. There's a there's a pathway in the future, not necessarily this year, but there's a pathway for him to get to be the number one running back. He was drafted to catch balls out of the backfield, and I, I just like the future upside better for him. So I would hang on to Cook. I would. I you would not. You would go Tony. Uh, he's a contender. He's a, he's a contender right now. Okay. Um, he's not. He's not hanging on to somebody um, for potential upside. He's he's keeping a handcuff. If he's a contender now, and heaven forbid Zeke does go down, then he doesn't lose anything because Tony Pollard is going to come in and give you the same amount of points that Zeke was. He's proven that Tony Pollard has proven that that he can get you the same fantasy value that Zeke yeah. does. Yeah. If Zeke is not playing, if you're a contender now, go ahead and give me the handcuff, the safe bet in case Zeke goes down. Uh, James Cook, yes. If if you know Zeke's going to be healthy all year, 
James Cook has a better pathway to more fantasy value than Tony Pollard. But if you're a contender now, play it safe, take the handcuff. Because Tony Pollard is, I, I don't know, what do you, probably the second best handcuff in the NFL. Yeah, easy. I, I'm not calling. I'm not calling the Browns' backfield any handcuffs or anything, or the Broncos or anything like that. I'm talking about like I think Alexander Madison is the best best handcuff. I think Tony Pollard is the second best handcuff. Um, I, I if you're a contender this year, I'm playing it safe and I'm taking the handcuff. Yeah, I I, I agree with Wayne, man. If you're top two, top three, and like this this is security, it's insurance. You want a part of the. You want the starting running back for Dallas, right? Whether it be Pollard or Zeke, you want you want that backfield locked up. Um, to me, I think you could get Pollard in, in like a second for James Cook, right? You know, in a vacuum, like would you guys give up a first round pick for Tony Pollard? See, no. that's exactly where I was going to go with it when you guys were done. And when you phrase it like that, I don't think anyone's paying a first rounder for Tony Pollard. No, I I I, th- I think it's a good move, but I think you you need to get. Pollard plus, but I think it's I think it's a good move in theory. But you need more. I wouldn't do one for one. You should be able to get more. If it's a dynasty, yeah. you should be able to get more. Um, I'm just saying, based solely off the fact that you're already a contender, uh, if you want to play it safe, there's no, there's absolutely no reason that you can't get more uh, for James Cook for sure. Yeah, you know Pollard's not going to be re-signed in Dallas next year. He's going to be somewhere else. So I mean, Gunn is. You don't think there's a chance he can go somewhere and and uh, be a starter? Uh, I mean, possibly, possibly. You, you, you know, I don't know. You know how things shake up in the NFL. It's it's entirely possible that he gets a starting job somewhere, but it, it's also possible that he doesn't. I mean. You never know. You never know. If you if you like the talent, if you like what you see with the talent, take him because you know obviously if he goes somewhere and he starts, then you're going to look great. You guys are more uh, conservative, I guess, in your approach to this. And I I don't. I mean, it's a great great idea. You're getting insurance by getting Tony Pollard um, to back up Zeke, especially if you're a contender. Me, I don't. I'm, I like to gamble a little bit more, so I'm going to just. I'm gonna keep my James Cook and be there, but I, at the same time, like I can't fault you guys, and that's sound logic as well. So uh, we have one from John Hamlet the Third. He is in a super flex dynasty, and he wants to know if you'd trade T Higgins straight up for Kyle Pitts and a tight end, a point five tight end premium. Yeah. Yes. Give me the premium and give me a. a essentially a wide receiver designated as a tight end. I think Drake London only helps Kyle Pitts. I don't think he hurts him. Um, I, I, go ahead. No, yeah, I'm, I'm piggybacking off of you. I think that's a great trade. Like as, as far as like equal value. It is a good trade. I mean, I like T Higgins a lot, man. I think he's, I think he's the, you know, Cincinnati is the only, probably the only team this year. Maybe same, maybe uh, the chargers. Who could support two wide receiver ones, maybe? But I like Kyle Pitts, man. He's a unicorn. Thousand yards rookie season from a tight end. It's unheard of. Doesn't happen. Does Doesn't not. happen. It's a unicorn. Yeah, dude. Tight ends take forever to break out. Um they take forever to come along, develop all that good stuff and be productive for fantasy. And it's like we've mentioned before, man, it's the positional advantage. If you have one of the most dominant tight ends in the league for the next five, ten years to come, you're going to be doing great things, especially when you're getting extra points for every catch they get. So, And tight ends can do it for longer than wide receivers can do it. And yep. Kyle Pitts has that ability. Uh, he's he's just a freak of nature. Uh, that, that is a very even trade. Um, I, I'm taking Kyle Pitts in that one. I'm with both of you. i got to take Kyle Pitts in that one. Yeah, and wide receivers are a dime a dozen. We yeah. always say it. Yep. You, you'll find another one. You will. You'll be fine. LT Gray, ninety-eight twenty-five. The Tiger has a good one. I'm really curious to see where you guys stand on this one. Uh, Wayne, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have first first crack at it. Twelve team PPR, team A, Justin Jefferson in a twenty-three third. Team B, CeeDee Lamb, Miles Sanders, and a 23 first. Team A, Justin Jefferson, and a 23 third. 
Team B, CD Lamb, Miles Sanders, and a 23-1. Ooh. So, Justin Jefferson, and only Justin Jefferson, nothing else in that trade, just Justin Jefferson on one side. Absolutely okay. nothing else, just Jay Jetta. Okay. For a 2023-1, Miles Sanders, and CD Lamb. That's a good trade, man. That's a good trade. You're asking for that WR1, WR2 guy for what do we think? WR8 and RB back end RB2 at best, at absolute best. Maybe. Oh, man. If they give him the ball. Yeah. I saw an interesting stat the other day, man, that Miles Sanders averaged more yards per carry last year than Jonathan Taylor did. He just can't get the ball. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Man, it. I thought he wasn't going to do it. I'm I, doing I feel it. like Wayne's lightweight, a huge Justin Jefferson fan. I love Justin I don't know Jefferson. why I get that vibe. I know. I love Justin. I think he's great. I'm doing it. Uh, it's all about the points. Um, your 2023 garbage that he threw on, Jay Jetta, whatever, uh, give it to him. Uh, you definitely lose points off CD Lamb. Running backs are hard to come by. I just told you earlier in this episode that I think Miles Sanders has fallen off. But that being said, he still has fantasy value. It's just I don't think a lot. In 2023, um, those dart throws are a little more accurate in 2023. It's a great class for the one trillionth time. Um, I, I do it for that first round 2023 in C.D. Lamb. And Miles Sanders, in my opinion, is a is a cherry on top that um, has potential to be good. He's got potential. Yeah. I'm I'm taking the trade as well, man. Miles Sanders, in my opinion, he's got at least some upside. The man... Feels like he's been in the league for like five years, six years, seven years, and he's like 24 years old or something. He's he's still super young. Why not him being one of those guys who can go to a another team next year? Because I believe he's a free agent. I don't think they picked yeah. up his. Is he? He he's a free agent next year. Yeah. So I mean, he'll he'll be an unrestricted free agent. He'll be able to pick the team of his choosing. He might be a starter there. He might not. But. I mean, CeeDee Lamb, we're kind of looking for the breakout this year. We'll see if we get it. And then in the future, we don't we don't know who's going to be uh, Jefferson's quarterback in, you know, over the next few years. Yep. Uh, Kirk Cousins is going to be there this year, next year. And after that, it's kind of just a mystery box. So I guess we'll find out. I'll take the package. Yeah, I will too. I mean, even though Miles Sanders burned me last year, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's uh... – it's in it's in the the possibility for CD to be a top five receiver, right? I mean that's absolutely a possibility. Yes, he, his stock is never going to be higher than what it is now with Amari leaving. So, um, yeah, you do it. I, I feel like you grit your teeth a little bit though, right? Like yeah, when you hit these. Uh, Justin Jefferson. I mean, he's he's shown that he's an absolute monster, and he's very young and can probably be a monster for another six years. Uh, but yeah, you got to take the package here. CD, you're trading a WR one for another WR one plus a RB two mid RB two potential um, plus that 2023 spicy class in the first round. Yeah, agree. Let's be. All right, go ahead, uh, go. Delhi Meeks has a trade offer. He will be sending CD Lamb the. 2023 first round actually it's two 2023 first rounders and cd lamb for Allen robinson debo and javante williams wow hard pass hard pass you're keeping cd in the two first yep i i'm sending them away personally go ahead wayne let's hear why no i i i get it I get it. I mean, who who was the receiver? Uh, Debo and Allen Robinson, and then uh, Javante. Yeah, Allen Robinson. I'm I'm fading this year. Debo is not going to do what he did last year again. He's still going to be a solid WR two in my opinion, but he's not going to do what he did last year. Um, Allen Robinson. I didn't even have in my top thirty. I know Goni's high on him. I'm not high on him at all. Um, Javante Williams is going to have decent fantasy value this year. Um, I faded Javante um, this year as well. CD Lamb is the best receiver in this trade. Obviously, I feel like if you get if you have two twenty twenty three firsts, 
you have a very good chance of hitting another person that can get the volume that Javante Williams will get. I'm I'm just uh, two 2023 first. That just hurts. That's such a good class. If it was this year, if it was two 2022s, I'm uh, send them. But I can't give away two. If it was one, then definitely like if he if he I would do the trade if it was CD and one 2023 first round for Javante and Debo. I would do that. But I don't think Allen Robinson for me is not worth because you got to think that's kind of what it is, right? He he's throwing in two receivers, so he needs two picks, right? I mean, I, I just I can't give up every juicy piece of that twenty twenty three. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I I totally get it. But at the end of the day, twenty twenty three draft picks are still. There's still an uncertainty, right? Every player you're you're getting is is you know it can produce and is likely going to, right? Like, uh, first of all, plug. Go listen to our wide receiver rankings if you want to hear a good breakdown on Debo. We even got Goni to admit that Debo is a really good player. I'm a believer now. I think he's a dude, man. Like Trey Lance or not, I think he is a dude. We all know what Javante is. And right now, the going price for Javante is probably CD plus, right? CD and a one for Javante and, you know, kind of a side piece. Um, you know, let's say J- Javante and Allen Robinson for CD and a one. That's about the going price. So then is it is Debo worth a one? Absolutely. It's a no-brainer for me. Uh, Allen Robinson's a pro bowler, man. He's finally got a good quarterback. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I... I didn't have him ranked in my top 25 either, but uh, I think there's a path. Yeah, no. Send that. Absolutely take my picks and run with them. I don't want them picks anyways. This is a smash except for me. Allen Robinson, Debo, and Javante. I don't care who it is in the 2023 class. When we get to 2023 next year, there will not be a guy – that is going to outproduce Javante at the running back spot next year. There's just not. He's going to be the man. He's going to be dominant. Debo is great. Debo is absolutely phenomenal. I'm not expecting a wide receiver two finish out of him, but he's an easy wide receiver one. And Allen Robinson has been a wide receiver one with Mitch Trubisky twice in his career. He's getting the best quarterback he's ever had. And I think he's going to absolutely crush it. So I think he's got a couple more years uh, of great production with Matt Stafford throwing him the ball. And it's just I'm I'm big on trading away those unknowns. I know the 2023 class is phenomenal, and I don't fault Wayne at all for believing in that and wanting to go with the youth and the young guys there. Um, but it's just they're, they're still lottery picks, man. You could you could pick the one or the, the first or second turd out of the first 12 that come out, just have some bad luck or something where, you know, anything can happen. So give me those proven guys, they're studs. And that's what I'd go with. Yeah. That's, that's where me and you kind of disagree. I think you could definitely find mm-hmm. another Javante Williams in the 2023 classes and the, the odds get higher when you have multiple picks. So, I mean, that's just kind of a agree to disagree thing. That's definitely an opinion yeah. thing. Yep. Sure. Um, so this one actually is it's a lot of people have weighed in on this on Reddit, which is very interesting. A lot of people on, on either side. A Miami Dolphins eleven says twelve team super flex, tight end premium. He's trading away DJ Moore and he's getting ETN. <laughs> Wayne's Say never it doing it. Say it again. Say it again. It don't matter. It, it's it's a he's trading away DJ Moore. He's getting ETN. We don't know if it's standard PPR or half point. Well, dang. In a... <sighs> so let's let's assume PPR, and if half point changes your answer, let's just say it. Uh, Gone. Why don't you take this one? Because Wayne took the last one. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I'm with Wayne. He he hasn't made his answer yet, but I'm with <laughs> Wayne in taking DJ Moore. Um, okay. If it's half point. I mean, it doesn't really hurt DJ Moore that much. I think it hurts ETN more. I don't think ETN becomes the workhorse. We've talked about this before in our running back two show. I, I think he gets a lot of work in the passing game 
ETN does, at least for the first year. He's still got to come back from his injury. He's still got to get acclimated to the NFL. He's still got to learn a new playbook under a new coach. And DJ Moore has been great. He just needs a quarterback. I, he still puts up great numbers. So give me DJ Moore. I mean, the, pr- the proven. And they're probably like the same age. DJ Moore is another guy who feels like he's been in the league for like eight years. And he's yeah. only like probably 24 years old. 25 maybe. That's because I've talked to him. It's, I've talked about him so much. He just he's aged yeah, no, in your brain. No. Yeah. I, DJ Moore. High school as a senior. <laughs> yeah. DJ Moore's quarterback proof. I mean, yeah. he's he's consistent. He's on the field for you. He never misses any games. Uh, he's had nothing but terrible quarterbacks his entire career, and he's still been consistent. He, his, he is at his floor right now, and he is still a perennial WR2, and he is at his floor. His situation can only get better, regardless of what happens. If CMC is in, his situation gets better. If they get a different quarterback, his situation gets better. If if everything stays exactly the same, he's still a good. He's still a perennial WR two. I mean, give me give me the consistency. Give me the guy that's on the field. Give me the guy that's quarterback proof. Give me the guy that's going to give you the same points regardless of what the schedule has, regardless of who's on his team, regardless of the roster makeup, regardless of the play calling. Give me the guy that's constantly giving you the same workload, and that workload is a WR two. Wayne, I got a question for you on that as well. Is does DJ Moore have Julio Jones syndrome, just where he doesn't score touchdowns? Fours his career high. He's done it yeah. a bunch of times already. Yeah, See, Julio Jones syndrome. Well, the the difference the difference with that is the Falcons were getting into the red zone and just refusing to give Julio the ball. It was the most mind boggling thing ever that they weren't using their best weapon in the red zone. The Falcons just or the Panthers just don't know what the red zone is. I don't think they've been there in a while. <laughs> uh, they're 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 really confused at what that like what all those designs are on the far end of the field. Uh, I just it, I think if they have more red zone trips, I think DJ Moore has blasted into, into wide receiver one status. Going to ask you a trivia question. Um, I asked Wayne this the other night. Who's the only team in the NFL that's never had back to back winning seasons? never had back-to-back winning seasons huh? it's got to be the lions or the jaguars right carolina panthers oh that makes sense too <laughs> so man that's unfortunate they made the super bowl too <laughs> they went they they went 15 and one go to the super bowl got molly whopped to the super bowl <laughs> even even against the patriots way back with jake delhomme there too was the other time i was thinking they they made the Super Bowl against the Patriots, yeah. and they I guess didn't have a winning season before that or after that. Imagine so, that! Imagine the highs and lows of being a Panthers fan of sucking Super Bowl sucking. <laughs> I, I I think DJ Moore is with DJ Moore. I mean, sure, man. Like if they if they bring in a stud quarterback there, I, I don't like the odds of it happening. Um, he's he's a wide receiver too. You can lock it in. I like ETN here personally. Um, mm. I don't know how I feel about. Achilles injuries. Uh, James Robinson is—he actually tore his later in the year last year. So ETN is going to be that guy for, in my opinion, at least the first three games. He's going to have a absolutely golden opportunity to win the starting job. Um, Doug Peterson, I, you know, I, he didn't really utilize his backs a ton in Philly, but that could have been a Carson Wentz thing. Um, I love ETN, man. I like the chemistry with Lawrence, that Clemson connection. He's going to have an opportunity, man, to, to win the job. It's him and Snoop Connor there. Um, and I think if you can get an RB2 out of ETN, that's more valuable than DJ Moore, in my opinion. Fair, Fair enough. But Fair enough. have you considered that I love DJ Moore? Well, same you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, he's a high opportunity, man. I, any, you know, we'll see. I, I, I like ETN. It's, it's not close to me. I'm snap accepting that, personally. Boys, we gotta wrap this up soon. I got two more for you. Two quick ones in here. Uh, Brian Sint asks Devonte Adams or Judy and Godwin in a, a half point PPR dynasty, of course. I'm I'm real I can't wait to hear what Beg says because he loves Jerry Judy and he loves Devonte Adams. Yes, I'm gonna let him answer. I'm not gonna give him anything to go off of. Hey, you take this one, man. Judy and who? 
Judy and Godwin. I'm taking Judy and Godwin. I heard uh, he got he got two guys below 27 years old. Godwin cannot stay healthy, but I think he if if he can play 13 games this year with Tom Brady. I, I love Judy Russell, man. Maybe it's a little bit of hopium in my veins, but I think Judy can really produce with a quarterback. The half-point PPR is what made me stop and think. Full point, it's easy. Um, yeah, give me give me Judy and Godwin. We're praying for Godwin's knees. Uh, Wayne? Uh, we're, we're, we're hating on Chris Godwin's health, but, I mean, it's not like he misses big chunks. Like, the most games he's missed in a season is four. So it's not like he's like big time unavailable. Last year he was considered hurt. He was just hurt at the wrong time. Like he missed three games. He he left early in I think two of them. So he, it's not like he's like just completely unavailable most of the time. Like he's he's available and on the field most of the time. But you're right. You're, when you get Chris Godwin, go ahead and pencil in a few games where he's not going to be playing for you. Um, to have Judy in there. Uh, in that Russell Wilson led offense, I, I like it a lot. Um, and and that's not even mentioning age. I mean, Devontae Adams is um, obviously probably talent wise, not necessarily fantasy wise, in my opinion. Um, talent wise, probably the best receiver um, in the NFL, but he's also in the twilight of his career. Um, yeah, Jerry Judy it, with Melvin Gordon going. Next year, uh, and Javante Williams being the only guy in that backfield, I think they pass more. So I yeah. think uh, next year there's going to be a lot more, um, uh, a lot more air work for Jerry Judy and and Cortland Sutton. Um, so give me give me the give me the youth and give me the volume with Jerry Judy and Chris Godwin. One last note, Goni. Godwin's uh, he's got an out in his contract after the 2023 season. You know, Tampa has nothing. Once once Tom retires, Tampa's going to be in tank mode. Yep. So, you know, he's going to have an expiring contract that is going to be enticing to trade. It hurts. So, oh, yeah, 100%. It hurts, but he's right. I'm taking the youth either way, man. They're, they both, they're both young. They're both really good. Jared Judy needs to show it this year, but Russell Wilson has shown that he can uh, produce top 15 wide receivers on his team. So uh, I'm looking for the breakout out of him. I'd take the youth over the Devonte Adams. Yeah. Uh, boys. Sorry. Right, last one. This one is from Golan Ben Amitai. Oh sorry if I butchered that. Wait a wait a, wait to end on a big one. So what it is, man, you can't hit them all, but he wants to know who would you rather take as the first pick on a startup draft? One quarterback PPR, Jamar chase, Justin Jefferson, or, Jonathan Taylor, first overall pick in Taylor. a startup dynasty. Taylor, I mean, it has to be Taylor. Yep, Jay Taylor, young. Don't overthink it, bro. Nope. Yeah, you're 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 seeing what Jamar Chase did at the end of the year with his like 200 yard things. That's not gonna be that's not gonna be typical. Um, he's he's a top three receiver, but running backs are at a premium. Jay Taylor stands apart from everybody else. If Christian McCaffrey is healthy, that's a different story, but. That lock him in for a top two um, a year, and I'm only saying top two because I'm assuming Christian McCaffrey is going to be healthy. Um, if Christian McCaffrey goes out, Jay Taylor's number one running backs for a premium wide receivers, dime a dozen, easy money. Yeah, you're gonna to me. You get you get Taylor, who is a lock for top ten running back for at least three to five years. I mean, five obviously being the top end, three being the minimum. I mean, his is rookie, that what you meant by three to five years? His rookie year was <laughs> is RB6. So you guys would rather have the three to five years of a running back of his caliber over a wide receiver of either, you know, Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson that's going to give you guaranteed, like, say, six to maybe nine more? Yeah. Yeah, you can find a Jamar replacement at that time. Yeah, dude. I mean, this guy's a lock for 300 carries, man. I mean, the offense that's is fair. I mean, that's the only reason why I'm sure he's asking is just the longevity of wide receivers and a dynasty. Um, I guess that begs you've, the question. You've really. got you've yeah, got four you. you've got four or five drafts uh, to build solely through the draft, or you've got four or five years to to figure something else out as far as trades go. Jonathan Taylor gives you plenty of time um, with a locked in RB one. 
I, we've all been in a spot, right, where you're hunt, trying to hunt for a running back in Dynasty, and it's like pulling teeth, man. It's miserable. terrible. It's the worst thing ever. It's miserable. Lock down your running back spot. Lock it down. Well, thank you. That's it. Uh, Q&A number four, episode five million, I think is what we ended up counting to. Um, keep the questions coming. We, uh, they're, they're great. Uh, we've got the Facebook up now, uh, mad fantasy football. Uh, please drop a like on that. Um, you can send us your questions on Facebook. You can post them on the wall. Um, whatever you want to do, we'll see it. We'll get to it. Um, Reddit mad underscore FF underscore podcast. Uh, get a hold of Begley on Reddit. Ask him some questions. If you see him in a thread, uh, holler at him. Tell him that uh, he's uh, stupid and that me and Goni know everything. Uh, email us, madffpodcast at gmail.com. Or please, on YouTube, Mad Fantasy Football Podcast, please uh, subscribe to us on there. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on Samsung. We are on Amazon. If you want to drop a follow there, we would greatly appreciate it. As always, until next time, Mad Mob, have a good one.